Hallelujah. All I can say is, wow. The Spirit of the Lord is real in the house today. I haven't, I don't have anyone signed up to fast this coming Friday for Brother Murray. If you would like to pick this Saturday to fast for the Murray family while they're doing missions work in South Africa, let me know after service so I can get you down. Uh, or in the, cause there is still, uh, including this coming Friday, there's one, two, three, four, five more Fridays. We've had people every week step up to the plate on this. We appreciate you doing that. Amen. And uh, uh, make sure everybody gets a, uh, a bulletin. Uh, we haven't had a greeter uh, uh, in a while, but starting next uh, Sunday, we're going to have a greeter to meet you again and pass out the bulletins to make uh, every uh, make sure everybody gets one of our bulletin. And uh, Sister uh, Paula over here has, uh, has uh, stepped up to the plate and uh, gra- uh, agreed to do this for us. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, I will. I will also uh, say this: if you if you thought you missed the fellowship meeting, you didn't because there was a last-minute change. <laughs> Fellowship meeting will not be to the 22nd. Uh, that's a Saturday, uh, the 22nd, at Brother Mink's church. Uh, they had to move it for some reason. I don't know uh, what, but uh, I found out there were some people that uh, was in a process of going, and uh, but uh, they didn't get the communication out. But fellowship, there will be a fellowship meeting on the 22nd at Brother Mink's church at 5 o'clock. And remember that. And uh, I would like to be able to go to this, but um, uh, I will announce it for them. We tried to go. We went several years. Uh, Brother Kenneth Hale, uh, that's our, uh, everybody knows our founder's son uh, who pastors in uh, uh, Murfreesboro, they're having their 15th annual steak dinner on the 22nd from 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, you get you get a drink, uh, steak, salad, baked potato, or French fries, rolls, and dessert for five dollars. I've tried to talk them for years into upping that price, but. Uh, but they get they get donations. Uh, a lot of people don't like more because <laughs> uh, I stopped down the road down here one day and got a bologna and cheese sandwich. It cost me five dollars. <laughs> but uh, that's Gethsemane House of Prayer on the fifteenth, and uh, we normally we we've stopped calling out the names of uh, different different ones' birthdays because we got them in the bulletin. But we got a special birthday. This lady is dear to our church and dear to our uh, our heart. Sister Mary Magnese has got a birthday on Friday the 21st. <laughs> Sister Mary, we love you. We appreciate you. Hallelujah. Amen. There's going to be an egg hunt uh, 
hope and pray that the rain holds out. They're calling for rain. Uh, but to right after church for children ages 12 and under. Uh, so uh, that's going to be directly after service. Appreciate everybody that is here today. We're glad you've been here. Because this is a, a, a Easter, um, a, a holiday, there will not be a service tonight. Uh, so um, uh, this will be our only service. Next time we'll have service will be Wednesday night. Um, at 7.30, our Bible study, so everybody remember that, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. We're going to go to the book of Romans, the first chapter, and I'm going to read the first four verses, hallelujah. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle separated into the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God. Notice that. Declared to be the Son of God, how did that declaration come about? With power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Now, the Romans executed thousands of people by crucifixion. That was one of their ways of killing people. What makes the crucifixion of Jesus different is the resurrection. If he had never come out of the grave, that would have proved he was not the Son of God. But he was declared the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. Lord, we're so happy to be here today as we remember what you went through and suffered for us over 2,000 years ago. But what makes us excited and happy, Lord, is it did not end at Calvary. <laughs> it only began because you did what you said you would do. You come out of the grave three days later, and I praise you for that today. And everything's accomplished. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to speak today on a subject titled, The Power of the Resurrection, Not Back Then, But Today. 
the power of the resurrection today. Hallelujah. A lot has been said already about the circumstances and the stone that was rolled away. But I just want to interject one thing to make sure everybody knows. The stone was not rolled away so he could get out. The stone was rolled away so everybody could get in. He did not have to have the stone rolled away to get out of there. And let me say one more thing. When they finally went in, the apostles went in, they found the grave clothes laying there, the shroud. But they found there was a napkin that they had laid over his face. And they found that napkin folded and laying aside. What in the world did that mean? Well, if you lived back in those days, and you had a, a dinner, and if for some reason uh, you had to get up from the dinner table to leave, but yet you wasn't, you, you was going to come back, you wasn't finished. I don't know if anybody else here has experienced it or not, but I have gotten up from a table going out to eat, uh, and maybe to go to the restroom or somewhere, and to come back and find that they done, the waiter done got, got my plate, and I hadn't finished with it yet. I didn't appreciate that very well. But they had a custom back then, and you can read this, and uh, I, I used to have the book. It was in the old office at the church, the customs, Jewish customs back in then. When you got up at the table, if you was finished, you would wipe your hands with the napkin and you would just kind of wad it up and throw it on the table. But if you took the time to fold that napkin and lay it down folded, that let the person know, that, hey, I'm going to be back. <laughs> and they found the napkin folded. Laying there somewhere else, Jesus was letting know, I'm gone, but I'm going to be back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. The power of the resurrection today. The story of the resurrection is the bedrock of Christian faith. It is what sets us apart from all other forms of religion, past present, and yes, even future. Hallelujah. But as we move past the actual event which took place over 2,000 years ago, we need to understand the present effect of the resurrection today and how the significance of it still motivates and changes our world. I come to tell you today that what happened in that garden tomb over 2,000 years ago 
it still motivates and changes things in this world today. Hallelujah. What took place in that tomb? Hallelujah, had an effect upon my life. And it changed me in a way like nothing else could. Hallelujah. Thank God for the resurrection and the power of that resurrection that's still in effect today. <coughs> I want to talk to you briefly a couple things about how the power of the resurrection is still in effect today. And somebody mentioned this a while ago. I believe it was Ronnie. The first thing that it, that it brings to my mind about the power of the resurrection today, it gives us the hope of life. The power of the resurrection gives us the hope of life. I want to share with you a, a story that happened one time a few years back, there was a school teacher who took on an extra task in the city in which she lived. Uh, this school teacher was assigned to visit children that was admitted in a local city hospital and when that a child was in the hospital for an extended time, she would contact the school of that child, that child went to, and that child's teacher, to get caught up on what the child was studying, and she would actually go to the hospital to help them so they wouldn't get far behind in their studies. The teacher called the school of a child, a particular child, and the teacher of that child uh, told this, this lady that, that they were studying nouns and adverbs in class right now and that she would be grateful if she would help this particular child in homework so he wouldn't get too far behind. But it wasn't until visiting that uh, the hospital room when he got, uh, the teacher got outside the boy's room, that this teacher realized that this child was located in the hospital's burn unit. No one had prepared her to find a young boy horribly burnt, excuse me, <coughs> and in great pain. The teacher felt that she couldn't just turn around and walk out of the room because she had done what stepped in the room and the child had seen her. And so she was, she began to stammer awkwardly. She told the child, I'm the hospital teacher and your teacher sent me to help you with nouns and adverbs. The boy was in so much pain that he barely responded. The young teacher stumbled through his English lesson ashamed at putting him through such a senseless exercise being in the condition that he was in. The next morning, a nurse in the burn unit, when the teacher came back, asked her, what did you do to that boy yesterday? Before the teacher could finish her outburst of apology, the nurse interrupted, but no, you don't understand. You don't have to apologize. 
you don't understand. We have been worried about this young man, but ever since you were here yesterday, his whole attitude has changed. He wasn't fighting back, but now he's made a turn and he's actually fighting back. He's responding to treatment just, just as if he's decided to live. As time went on, as the boy improved, the boy later explained to the teacher, and listen to this, that child had completely given up hope until he saw that teacher coming in his room that day. It all changed when he came to a simple realization. With joyful tears, the boy said, he said, you know, teacher, I figured they wouldn't send a teacher to do work on nouns and adverbs with a boy who was dying, would they? <laughs> he had done given up hope. He thought death was imminent. But as that teacher came, it turned things around for him. He began to think, you know, there might be some hope here. I don't think that they would take the time to send a teacher to teach somebody nouns and adverbs if they were dying. And so he began to fight for his life. And I'm here to tell you today, church, before the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, <laughs> mankind had no hope of life beyond the grave. Ever since the fall of Adam, the curse of death passed upon all men. They were born, they lived their lives, and went back to the dust with no hope of redemption from the grave. But when Christ came out of the tomb on the third day, everything changed. Hallelujah. The grave would not be the final home. There was now hope beyond the grave. Hallelujah. Somebody to give him praise tonight. In the book of John, chapter 14, verse 19, Jesus says, the night before he was crucified, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Oh, hallelujah. We got hope today. The power of the resurrection of the day is that you got hope. It ain't over. Hallelujah. When the doctor signs your death certificate, glory to God, it ain't over. Praise God. Because the power of the resurrection, give him praise. The young boy in the hospital had given up because he thought he was dying anyway. So he had the what's the use attitude. Jesus Christ had given all of us a reason to live. Now I know, I know, and, and as a group of people this size, there's bound to be some folks in here, and I will tell you, 
not braggingly because there's nothing to brag about, but I will tell you there have been days and times in my life that I have had the what's the use attitude. Come on. I know I'm talking to somebody here right now. There have been times that we've been hit so hard that we've had the rug pulled out from under us. And it seems like one thing after the other would hit you on one side and then on the other side. And you get to the place, amen, of despair and depression. And you feel like you're in a deep, dark pit, amen, with no way out, amen, and like a boy, you don't fight, you give up because you begin to let the devil whisper at you, you just give in, give up, what's the use, what's the use, well, I'm here to tell you today what the use is, the power of the resurrection gives you life and gives you hope that you can have a want to live, when Jesus came out of that tomb, he gave us all the desire and the want to. Hallelujah. We've got hope in him. Hallelujah. And then secondly, the power of the resurrection today, number two, it gives us victory over sin and death. It'll give you victory over sin and death. The chains, amen, that binds us, that holds us down. Hallelujah. The power of the resurrection don't just break, but they'll destroy those chains. Oh, hallelujah. Let me give you one more st- a story. When I found this story, I'm reminded, I'm reminded of an old movie. Now, I don't have many heroes in Hollywood today. There's not many there. But a man named Andy Griffin was a totally different man. He was of a different day and a different era. And long before he became sheriff of Maybury, he was in a movie titled No Time for Sergeants. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, he, uh, he was definitely a character indeed. But I remember him and his sidekick one day was in a plane. The plane went down, and uh, I think, if I remember right, it flew over a field where they was fixing a, to, to test a, a bomb. And they they got out of the plane though, but they didn't know it, and uh, they had this big celebration and gave them medals because they thought they were dead. But then they showed up. Things really got haywire. Well. There was actually something happens a little bit similar in 1957. There was a Lieutenant David Steves, Steves really is how you, I think how you pronounce it. <laughs> this Lieutenant, he was a, uh, 
uh, trainer jet pilot. And this man, after 54 days after his jet disappeared, he walked out of the California Saharas 54 days later. And he related an unbelievable tale how he had lived in a snowy wilderness after parachuting from his disabled plane. But by the time he showed up alive, he had already been declared officially dead. They thought he was long gone. He was officially dead. So again now, we go back to Adam and his disobedience to God. Because of Adam's sin, we were all officially born in sin, and the sin brought us the sting of death. Like Lieutenant David Stevies, even though we were breathing, we were labeled officially dead. You, when you come into this world, you came into this world, amen, officially dead. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3. Let's read that. (coughs) And you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Hallelujah. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, just as the others. Hallelujah. But I'm thankful today that even though I came in this world a walking dead man, the power of the resurrection today gave me victory over that. Hallelujah. Even though I was officially by the word of God dead. Hallelujah. Yet praise God. Amen. He made me alive. He quickened me. Hallelujah. And he quickened you. Which brings about 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 55 through 57. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the sting of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, as I stand before you, and I'm not going to be holding you much longer. I'm going to bring it down to a close. But today, as I stand before you, I can close my eyes, and I can imagine, and I can see Many in our from our past congregation who has gone on to be with the Lord, who has lived their life, but because of the power 
of the resurrection today, even though they were placed in the grave, hallelujah, they have got the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like the grave couldn't hold Jesus, I'm here to tell you, if you put your faith and your trust in Jesus today, Brother Paul, it cannot hold you likewise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In fact, Jesus said, He who believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he that believeth in me shall never die. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the power of the resurrection today. Hallelujah. There's going to come a day. Amen. Probably that there will be a box sitting right here. Amen. With the remains of this fellow right here in it. Amen. Amen. And then by whoever comes, there might be one or two, I don't know. Amen. Able to, uh, uh, to have a memorial service and people, amen, who will come or whatever and same way with you. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, if you're a Jesus Christ, hallelujah, and you have believed upon him, and you've obeyed in him, hallelujah, just like I preached many, many times down through the years, when you look upon that body, you're not looking at me. You're only looking at the house I lived in. My body might die, but I'm not going to be dead. When death comes, I'm going to change rooms. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm still going to be alive as I ever was, but I'm going to be in a new place to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. That's the power of the resurrection today. Hallelujah. Brother Steve, would y'all come and sing the chorus of that song? Because he lives. If you know Jesus as your Savior, you got a lot to praise God for today. If you haven't given your life totally to the Lord, there would be no better day than on this Resurrection Sunday. I remember on Easter, how many years ago has it been, Brother Douglas, on Easter? Y'all, was, you were baptized on Easter, right? We had a baptizing. Brother Douglas, Sister C on Easter. No better time to follow the Lord. Let's stand together. I appreciate your attention today.